Today's episode is brought to you by Mod Cloth. For 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com and enter Brain Candy at checkout. Hurry, this offer expires on April 21st, 2018. And for 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash candy and enter promo code candy during checkout. Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) This is Sarah and Susie here. Hello, everyone. Episode 204. Oh, that sounds like fun. (laughs) She thought I was going to say a rhyme, but I didn't. We took a kind of like informal vote about whether we needed different theme music, Mm -hmm. and people really like what we have already. So it ain't broke. If it ain't broke. So we're going to go with... Staying the same mm-hmm. in every possible way. No <laughs> yeah. evolution. No changes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's that's what you're going to get for the next 200 episodes. There you go. How you doing today, Suze? How are you? Uh, great. <laughs> Too blessed to be stressed? Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy because like the weather's finally changing in California. I get to like wear my rain boots. That's fun. Oh, yeah. I noticed you in your little booties. Yeah, my little wellies. As yeah. your husband calls them. <laughs> right. It's so funny here in California. It rare, rains so rarely that when it's like a little sprinkle, mm-hmm. all the kids wear their wellies to school. Yep. yep. Have to. Like, what do they think is going to happen? Flooding? Well, no, you just don't want to get your shoes wet. Right. They're really careful. You know what I used to hate? Ugh. When you would wear jeans and the bottom of your jeans would touch the water and somehow it turned into the most absorbent material on the planet that like crept the water <laughs> up the back of your... It was at your thigh by You're recess. You're so right. I hated that. What is the deal with that? Well, that was back when like wide leg jeans yes. were in fashion. And boot cut. They were like, oh. Yeah, you're so right. And I was always the one. I got short legs, I guess. And so <laughs> I always had that end of the jean that I would step over and it would, the back of it was always frayed. Yeah, but and like I like, like oh, that. I hated that. Oh, I thought it was like super cool. And then I would cut them and it would just make everything worse. Wow, you had a lot of issues in junior high. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I like I, I I try to forget, but recently I've been serious? remind I've been reminded a lot. There've been a lot of TV shows I've been watching that are about that era. I feel like you're joking. No, I'm dead serious. There's a great show that just came out on Netflix called Everything Sucks. That's all. Oh, oh I've heard it's really good. It's fantastic. If you were a kid in the late '90s, you have to watch this show because it. I swear, it was about my life. What? And it was just about awkward teen stuff. And at the time, I pretended like I really liked boys and was like boy crazy. But really, all I wanted to do was like kiss a girl. And like oh that's God. what this whole show is about. Serious? Oh, so bad. And it just reminded me so much of all these feelings I had when I was a kid. And oh my God, like just I was just filled with teenage angst and like Wait. listened to a lot of Tori Amos and Ani DeFranco. <laughs> you were so and, tortured. Like, I was so tortured. Like so didn't you know really what I wanted. Wanted to kiss a girl so bad. Huh. I did. I, I mean, I kissed a couple in elementary school. <laughs> you didn't just want it. I I did it. You know, but they. I don't think they wanted. I would just be the one who try to tell them like, "Hey, we should just practice for boys." No, yep. that was your pitch. Totally my pitch. Sorry, and it Ashley. Worked? Yeah. Sorry. Ashley, is Ashley a les now? Ashley Z. No, I can't give her last name out here. I'll, I'll, I'll spare her. But uh, no, I don't <laughs> think she's a lesie. She's not. But, huh. you know, 
it really I was I was like thinking about this a lot the past week. I'm like I could not identify as a heterosexual person. I can't. Yeah, what, it would be a lie. What? <laughs> Straight up lie. Sorry, Landon. Yeah, but you know what <laughs> is weird about you is that you kind of claim you yeah. have in the past claimed that it was more circumstantial rather than genetic. Do you still stand by that? That you felt like girls were safe? <sighs> And that's what triggered it, rather than it being something no, you were still born. Love with. The ladies, you were born that way, though. I think I was. Really? Yeah, probably. Okay. You know, just be, I feel like, but I also like I'm attracted to men as well. But you, there's like a different kind of attraction for women. What? Yeah. What? How is it different? I don't know. Um. <sighs> there's like a, it's a different kind of connection, maybe. But it's like it sounds though it's like physical. No, it's also mental and emotional. I think it's even more emotional hmm. with women. Wow. Yeah. What are you trying to say here? I'm, I love you, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that would never happen. That is so funny. Oh yeah, just come right out with it. Jeez, no, you're too you're too femmy for me. I'm anyway. too blonde. Yeah. I'm too femme. Yeah. That's so. F- well, you yeah. you know what? You have weird taste. I, I don't know. know what to do. I know. I mean, I want, yeah. Who's your ultimate woman? Mm. I think it probably would be like Ani DeFranco with her oh shaved head and God. everything. Oh my God, I am so piercing. not your type. Mm. I love it. Really? Yeah. I listen to those songs the whole way here. Okay. So I'm like so extra. you're in the zone. I'm, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're worked up. Yeah. But then, I mean, I just went through these weird fate. I was just like, not boy crazy or girl crazy. I was everybody crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't fit into a box. But that's strange because in some ways I see you as not sexual. I know it's, but I don't mean it as an insult. No, I know, but I think people, a lot people, I even feel like I got labeled that on the show. Yes. Like I was. You send out that vibe, sister. I don't know what to tell you. What the is that? I give off an asexual vibe. (laughs) That's awful. Is it the overalls? It's probably the overalls. I think it's your gait. Like how I walk. Yeah, you walk yeah. like kind of like you're not like I got it, and you don't. I don't need anything <laughs> yes. that you're offering me. Yes. Okay, that is so funny you say that because one of the projects I had to do in my psych class in undergrad, we we I don't know what class was it? It was like social psychology, I think maybe. I don't know what it was, but it was a class where one of the projects was uh, we had to everybody in class was videotaped walking down the hall. And then the whole class got to make comments about your walk. And That's like what weird. Your walk. That is a very weird. It was very insightful. Like it had to be constructed, you know, nice things or they didn't let you like say anything. But the, the responses that I got. What were they? Were like, well, you look like you don't need anybody's help with anything and you're on a mission and you are going to take over the, you know, whatever. And like I would, any job I would, I would put like, I would be. Uh, okay with putting whatever job I had in your hands and know that it would get done because you look like you mean business and you're walking like you could be, you know, the president of the universe. Yes. Yeah. And when we... Nobody wants to fuck that person. (laughs) When we spoke at that PAVE event, someone took a picture, a candid picture of you, and you were standing there talking to that flip ninja warrior guy. Yeah. And I even pointed it out to Adam how... It's, you remember when you went to that place where it looks like you're standing on a, a slant, mm-hmm. but you're not, mm-hmm. but the picture with this guy looked like that too. People. You were, 
yeah, at a, I don't know, 20 degree angle, <laughs> <laughs> looks like a tree falling mm-hmm. toward him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look at how she stands. Like, it's so assertive. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, something. Like I said, people don't want to bang. <laughs> I'm not saying people don't want to bang you. I'm saying you seem like you don't want to bang them. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. I'm more, I, you know what? Maybe that's where, because I can be in more of a, as a, in a heterosexual relationship, you have to be somewhat of a receiver. Right, you do. I mean. Mechanically speaking. Yes. So maybe that's why I felt comfortable being in a, yeah. a you know, a, a same-sex relationship because I can be more of the aggressive. More dominant. Yeah. Yeah, you're weird. Yeah, I like totally. it, though. You don't fit in the box, so to speak. There is no box. Oh, my God. There you go. Tell me what I'm getting into. What? <laughs> Mud cloth. I literally have that on my phone to look at later. It's so good. And I could just scroll th- forever through the adorable outfits and well, dresses and everything. I think I was telling you recently. Oh, God, I So cute. I think Mod cloth started in Pittsburgh, and so I knew it through that. And then... I rediscovered their site and how like they have plus size models and like real people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're all technically real people. No, but, I mean, you know. <laughs> no, but I think it's so cool that whether you're like a double X S or a four X, that you, there's these really yes. cute, affordable clothes. And um, like, I got you that. Pie, I love it. Right, my pie shirt. I wore it on Pie Day. They have such cute options, and I've I just really have had a good time looking through their site and finding. I got two bathing suits. Oh, I bet it's gonna be so cute. Because <gasps> we were talking last summer about how our bathing our preferred bathing suit supplier gone went out of business, and we were like, "Where are we gonna buy suits?" That's right. Well, I got the answer because it's my. Oh my god, I can't wait! And um, it's so great because you can buy the top and bottom separate. So, like, if you're bigger on the bottom, whatever things like that. You're selling me on this. Okay, they have a deal though. Here's what's really fun for uh, our listeners: you can get 15 percent off your purchase of a hundred dollars or more. Just go to modcloth. That's m o d c l o t h dot com and enter promo code Brain Candy at checkout. This offer expires on April 21st, Ooh, 2018. Do it, do it now. Do it now. So please do it. Take advantage. I'm going to do it. I'm getting these bathing suits right now. 15% off your purchase of $100 or more at modcloth.com, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com, and enter promo code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Again, that offer expires on April 21st, so do it. They have really cute sweaters, pants, shoes. Like really, really fun stuff and great sizing for everybody. Oh, and they have like a wedding boutique now. Oh, that was like a new thing that they have bridal stuff if you're a bride, bridesmaid, or if you're going to a wedding, which is so cool. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Easy shopping. Um, okay. What do you want to talk about? Hmm. I have funny stuff. Tell me. Tell me. I mean, I already like derailed this conversation towards my (laughs) lesbian tendencies. It is never. Unwelcome for okay. you to unpack your weird sexuality. Well, I think in the future we should do an episode on those like teenage yeah. mortified moments. Yes. Because I have so many that I've been remembering recently. Yeah. Like, so many. Wow. Just, oh God, I was so weird. <laughs> I think people would really like to hear yeah. that. Yeah, we can make that happen. Let's do that. All right. Coming soon on the Brain Candy Podcast. Episode 206. I wanted to tell you about... How in China they are outlawing strippers at funerals. 
<laughs> Finally. <laughs> Was this a big problem? So here is the weird truth. And this is so weird. I've never Strippers, heard of this. Like, like in the audience or performing? Uh, Performing okay. at the funeral. And apparently it's more of a rural Chinese tradition. Yeah. But the idea is that strippers will attract more mourners like it'll bring a larger crowd to the funeral no stripper wants sad people looking at them (laughs) and so because in china having a lot of people mourn your death is Mm. seen as a high honor sex sells they were (laughs) they were like we've got it Bring in the strippers. What the heck? Take That's it off. bizarre. Yeah. And <sighs> so they also believe that um, fertility and sort of having a, a lot of descendants is something of importance that they want to, you know, make a big fuss about at the funeral. And strippers there symbolize fertility. Mm-hmm. Isn't this bizarre? Yeah. Because I think in the United States, st- strippers symbolize the opposite of fertility. Where? In the United States. They do? Well, I mean, you don't look at a stripper and go, I'd really like to impregnate that woman. (laughs) Right, right, right. I need to know all the details. I want to know how they ended up there in the first place. My first question is, do they bring their own pole? (laughs) Or is this like so. a non? Do they not have poles? Is it more like a stripper? I take off your clothes. Pole involved. (laughs) There is when they're done. Boom. But you were saying like with. Regular stripper in America, mm-hmm. people don't think of them as representing fertility, but no. it's sort of just like you know, sex, okay. which you know, whatever. yeah, 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 but, doing it. Um, now they're creating a hotline in China where you can report misdeeds. Oh, I thought you said Misty, and I was like, <laughs> is it that's their general name for if them? I like, were a Misty's? stripper? My name would be Misdeeds. Misdeeds, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought this was so that's a great drag queen name. Misdeeds. Yes. Hey, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or... Yeah. Right. I just came up with something. If you guys want to use that, mm-hmm. you're allowed. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Roller derby name. That's great for that, too. It's... I'm... Right. I'm always struck, though, by, obviously, the differences in culture yeah. and how things get started and what is acceptable. That would be seen as such um, a profane <sighs> yep. act. Could you imagine? I'm do. trying to think about the only funerals I've ever been to in like a Jewish cemetery, and all of a sudden, a woman comes out and strips for everybody. Even if it is, she also have, supposed the, to wear black. I get the impression that it's at like the after party. Oh my god! <laughs> Whatever you call it, yeah, the wake sort of thing. Because they put up a picture, a black and white headshot of the deceased, and then it says like, "We offer our deepest condolences," like the strippers. Oh my god! Isn't this great? We offer our deepest condolences with our hips. I think you know what I love though. Is it clear skin? <laughs> I love me some clear skin. Mm, me too. I was just posting on Brain Candy Crush like about our show and what people like and and um different things that they've tried from our show and so many people have been giving rave reviews to bioclarity i feel like i'm the missionary yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> for this three-step acne wash if you have problem skin this is such a great solution and it's wonderful because it's not irritating um they have floralux in it which has got that naturally derived chlorophyll like the stuff in plants mm-hmm. 
Instantly so, calming and soothing. Yes, soothing. Soothe away your blemishes. Yes. See how soothing that was? Just me saying it. So I'm so soothed. <laughs> um, if you want to start a healthy habit and get glowing, clear skin, just go to bioclarity.com. Our listeners get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code BRAINCANDY. That's bioclarity.com and enter our code BRAINCANDY. And then you'll be like, Suze, you were right. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And she'll be like, I know, I told you so. Duh. So you were talking about how the the other cultures thing with regard to the book your mom got you for your birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She got me a great book. But I just started a little bit. Okay, so the book is called How Eskimos Keep Their Babies Warm. And then there's a little subtitle of like other and other collections of stories from around the world. And it's basically these moms who pulled together interesting parenting tips and techniques from all different cultures. So they talk about how women in, how babies in Brazil and like they stay up till 11 o'clock at night because nobody has dinner till 10 and somehow they're all fine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've just cracked the book open, so I will be reporting back with some more interesting things about, you know, baby stories from around the globe because it really is... I, to say that we're the we're the only way to do it is is incorrect, you know. And they talk a lot. the be, The beginning of the book talks a lot about how how we parent our babies is really a so is like a cultural construct, and is all based on how we operate as a society. Like we tend to encourage um, independence, and we are more of an individualistic, we are not more of a hundred percent an individualistic culture and society. And so we put our babies in different bedrooms and, you know, they have their own nursery. Whereas in a lot of other cultures, they sleep with the baby until however old they are until they're like a, you know, sometimes a toddler and their co-sleeping is very common in a lot of the rest of the world and how in um, some indigenous tribes in Africa, now the name, of course, I, has slipped my mind, but they free feed. So the baby, they basically have their breast out all day long and the baby feeds every 15 minutes whenever it's hungry all day long. And this stops the ovulation because the oxytocin that's released when you breastfeed stops ovulation so that they don't ovulate as much and they don't get pregnant as much as women in the United States because... It's like birth control because of how they breastfeed. Is that what you're going to do? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine me with my tit out <laughs> as I'm walking down the street? Hashtag free the nip. I mean, I'm kind of cool with it. Like, I, I... Yeah, whatever. Make a little... You know, you have a little sling. You put the baby right there and the... You know. But That's when you so put them on a feeding schedule like that, it it messes up... Not messes up, but it interferes with your biology in a different way than how they do it in some other cultures. Yeah. It's fun to learn about. Um, speaking of that sort of individualistic culture versus Mm -hmm. more communal based, whatever. I was reading about the future of antidepressants Oh, and it was really fascinating because it was talking about how really for the last 30 years, we haven't had met many changes in the way that we treat depression. Mm -hmm. And this article was surmising what would be sort of the next step. And they were theorizing that it would be um, psychedelics. 
Yeah, that's what all... I just went to the Evolution of Psychotherapy conference, and one of the... Vanderkoff, I think... He wrote the book, The Body Keeps Score. I can't Mm -hmm. remember his name. That rings a bell. But he does all these studies on ecstasy and depression, especially for people who come back from war and are PTSD... um, you know, sufferers of PTSD. Yeah. And with amazing results. Yes. Yeah, I'm so- not saying pop some ecstasy and like go to a club and all of a sudden you won't be depressed because at certain doses it has the opposite effect. But microdosing in the presence of a psychotherapist or, you know, somebody in the medical field has really, really good results. Yeah. I've never used drugs, but people that have done psychedelics, not everybody, but a lot of people claim that they have an experience that is transcendent Mm -hmm. and makes them seem, feel like they're a part of something bigger. Yeah. And the comedian Bill Hicks is one that I think of all the time. I think he did mushrooms or is it Mm -hmm. mushrooms? Mm -hmm. And um, it changed his whole life. And it talks about how when you're in a depressive state that you can sort of get caught in up in the minutia of your own bullshit yeah and your brain plays tricks on you about what matters and what is the truth with a capital t and so if you can be snapped out of that with something like a psychedelic you gain different perspective and your brain like reboots yeah anyway the reason that i bring it up in regard to what you were talking about is that they were also talking about in the article that Perhaps one of the reasons why the U.S. has such high rates of depression has to do with that individualistic ideology where if you are a failure or if you feel like you're not living up to something, you can only blame yourself and you can only rely on yourself. Whereas in other countries where it's very community oriented, Mm. you kind of like help each other and make up for where someone else lacks. Yeah. And because we don't have that, and they were also connecting it with like Protestant blah blah blah, you know, that what I was interested in. But it made sense to me. Yeah. And it's I was like, where can death. I get some what? Ego death. That's what is experienced. Oh. It's the death of that ego that Yeah, that the center of the yes, world is, is me. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'll share my own personal story. I one time did mushrooms and don't think I could ever do it again because it changed the course of my life. I was working at Gucci. I was all, it was all about, you know, what people had and how, you know, fancy, fancy, matter. bullshit. Yeah. I did mushrooms with my roommate and the next day I quit my job and said, I'm only doing something that gives back to humanity and I have to use what I have to help others. See? The next day I quit my job. You're such a great example of how apparently this practice, when mm-hmm. done responsibly, mm-hmm. can be life-changing. And I listened to a Beatles album and cried <laughs> for like 12 hours. so goony. Totally like cried like a cathartic, like I understood the universe. And I was like, oh my I God, get it. I get it. Well, and that's it what- doesn't matter. All that bullshit doesn't matter. It's the connection between people and how every single human being is so special and so unique and how they all have this light inside them that we need to help shine. And it's our job as friends, as lovers, as family to bring out that light in other people and then let ours shine and blah, blah, blah. It was like real deep. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
You know what else I love? What? RX bar. Yeah, well, that's healthy for you too. <laughs> I was just Without thinking, like, it turns out that's actually kind of the same. Yeah. I love their kind of uh, policy about being like, here's what's in our bars, and mm-hmm. it's this, 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 and no BS. We're all about no BS over no here. No BS here at the Brain Candy Podcast. Um, they're these real food ingredients wrapped up in like three egg whites, two dates, six almonds, that kind of thing. And they taste really good though. You know how like usually when it's like healthy, you're like, oh, thank you for this cardboard. It's not (laughs) like that at all. They have sweet, savory, chocolate, fruit flavors, all Mm, all different kinds. peanut butter. 11 delicious flavors. And it's great for like breakfast on the go, snacking at the office, just throwing in your bag for a flight um, or going to school. Yeah, airport food sucks. Yeah, post-workout, anything like that. And they have a special deal. If you go to rxbar.com slash candy and enter promo code candy at checkout, you can get 25% off your first order. And uh, I love that deal. And you can get no BS while you're at it. So that's rxbar.com slash candy and enter promo code candy. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you had an existential experience that you could share with us. Yeah. I mean, nice. like I said, like, I, I think it's all about doing it the right way Yeah, in the right environment. I could never do it again. I'm terrified to do, I'm so scared of drugs. Oh my God. The worst. It's like, that's all I ever did. And I'm just like, yeah, was, you're still reeling from it. It yes. was like, how long ago? Oh God. I still, it was, how old am I now? 32. I was... 21. So however many, 11 years ago. <laughs> Brain candy. Yeah. <laughs> 11 years ago. And wow. It was uh, right, I think it was right at, right before I went on The Real World. Mm-hmm. Thank God I figured something out before I left for that show. Right. It's funny though, but I, it does not the same for everyone. Like some people do them and they seem like the same shitty people yeah. afterwards. So I, I don't know. I think you have to be open to the experience, you know? Really? And you have to come in, uh, or it has to just be at the right time, you know, of your life. It's just like anything. If you're, if you're not ready to receive the information, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get the right things out of it. Yeah. But if you go in with an understanding, like in almost a clinical environment where you, they're like, okay, this can really help. And, you know, just like you said, your mind plays tricks on you. You can set your mind up to believe that this is going to have a certain kind of effect that's more than just, you know, partying at Coachella or whatever, you know, I don't think you're going to have this kind of experience at, you know, a rave or whatever. Have you ever been to Coachella? Yes. I went to Coachella now, like about 15 years ago before I was 21. I mean, I went so long ago before it was a thing. Why did you go? Because it was like, a really fun music experience. And this was, oh, that was when I decided I never want to do drugs because I saw somebody <laughs> who had done ecstasy and was dead. <laughs> what? I saw a dead body. You didn't. Swear to God. From it, this was an overdose. Yeah. Or from... they got bad stuff or something. What did you say it was from? Ecstasy. How do you know that's what it was? And how did you see a dead body? We were, it was at the campgrounds. Like they, it was when, I don't know if you can still camp at Coachella, but before you used to be able to camp there, and like do the whole overnight thing. And there weren't nearly as many people. It it was not what it was. It was more like artsy indie. and music. Yeah, it was super indie. 
and uh, you know uh, right day, uh, <laughs> i was there before it was cool <laughs> i'm totally being that right now well but it's yeah, true it like, that's a long time yeah, ago rage against the machine played it was really cool um and get so, to the part okay, of- <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to go back there in my mind um right. so yeah so i god i wasn't even i didn't smoke pot i didn't do anything i was like sober sarah <laughs> Super. So we were walking back to our tent and everybody was crowded around this other tent and they were like, move, move, move. You know, like some medics were trying to get in and they were, the, I could overhear the medics asking like, how long has he been here? And they were like, I, I don't know, like a really long time. I just got back. And the guy was cold. Like it was not, it, he had been there for a while and they called him and, you know, call, called it like, it's just too much for me to bear. Way too much. I couldn't. I was traumatized after that. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that's, that's a, a dead real body. human. Yes. Who? How old do you think this person was? <sighs> maybe like I don't know, twenty something. And there, that person left a or family, like parents and whatever mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. that are still living mm-hmm. and moving on. Mm-hmm. And he died and for I was like, no Dude, reason. I'm not doing drugs. Oh my! Definitely god. not doing ecstasy. Wow. terrified me that makes me and it sad. could be a whole bunch like i guess the, if you don't get enough water or something that raises your body temperature when you do ecstasy so that you like overheat and then you don't drink enough water and your electrolytes are all off. i remember a then, long time ago i read this story about a girl in high school who had done some kind of drug that dehydrates you and she had remembered hearing that that's what happened and so she um died of a water, water toxicity over de- yeah yeah that happened it goes because the other she way. was like determined to mm-hmm. not be dehydrated and you, it it stops the oh, what's it called <sighs> there's like a reward reinforcement pathway in your brain that says it's basically like what happens that like a real simple way to describe it is that feeling that you get when you're really hungry and then you feed yourself and your body goes Ah, and that is satisfied. Mm-hmm. When you do a drug, it bypass. It makes a lot of those feeling. It's bypass that system, so you'll either not ever be hungry, or you you just don't have those internal like shut on, shut off kind of like switches and like no, to know. Oh, my body is satisfied with this much water. Like, or my body needs more water. Like mm-hmm. all those normal regulating mechanisms are shut off because the drug kind of takes over. That Real bad t- news. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. Forget about everything I said about the mushrooms. <laughs> no, wow. those, those are, those, uh, you know, it trip me out, but they they don't have that kind of same psychedelics for some reason. Don't have that same kind of side effect. I don't like that. Story. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> It's a real downer. Dead body. Yeah. Dang. Let's go back to strippers. <laughs> um, I was going to tell you about this article that I read about unconventional cleaning methods. Oh, I love that. These were all new to me and I was like, because you know, you hear a lot about like vinegar and baking yeah. soda, all yeah. that jazz for like natural stuff. But this, for example, um, you can use ketchup to... What? <laughs> You're already yes. <laughs> can't believe it yet. Uh, you can use it to um, polish brass or copper. Mm. I mean, can you imagine? That makes me worried about eating ketchup it's, now. No, it says it's because of its viscosity, oh. can be smeared directly onto copper or brass. You let it sit for five minutes, 
and wipe it away. Now, once I heard that you can, <laughs> the same thing would work with toothpaste on silver. Yeah. So I tried I to read clean that, that too. and it did not work. I bet it really depends on which toothpaste. Because some oh, have other weird stuff like, you that's know, maybe, colors. That's a good and, point. Yeah. Because I tried it with just a regular old crest on my nice silver. Maybe like, didn't work. you know, Tom's or like the baking soda yeah, kind. Yeah. I bet it's something like that. Yeah. What you, else you got in you there? You like putting aqua fresh. Yeah. I'm like, why isn't this working? <laughs> um, okay. This is crazy to me because I'm a wino. Uh this is also called the Barbara Streisand trick, which... Is it white wine removes red wine? Yeah. Yeah. How do you know? Because that is, actually works. Yeah, but how did you know that Barbara Streisand was well, involved? Well, I didn't know Barbara Streisand <laughs> was involved. I just figured, I just guessed. I was like, okay, since you, you kind of... Why did you ever me. tell me? We've never been in a situation where we've needed to clean up there wine because no usually we just drink it. There is no way that's true, Sarah. Oh. Number one, we've spilled red wine in this very room all over the floor. Have we? Remember there was that explosion of wine everywhere on this carpet? Oh my God, I don't even remember. I must have blocked it. (laughs) Was it my fault? No, I'm sure it was mine. That's usually when I would block things. But I've never, I mean, you just blot it up. It comes right up. What are people doing? I don't get it. Plus, I don't really think I would ever be willing to waste white wine on already spilled red wine. Like, I'm still mourning the loss of the red wine. Is there a timing thing that you got to get it right away, right? It doesn't say. And that's assuming you have two bottles open. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This would be good to know when I take you to the next Newport Food and Wine. Yes, it would. Just in case we want to wear white like all the fancy ladies do. (laughs) Um, this was a good trick. Mm-hmm. You can put vodka in a spray bottle and you can put it on your clothes if you want to freshen up the smell and you want to... Length- or smell like a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to lengthen the time between dry cleaning or hand washing. It says it is an excellent odor neutralizer, Sarah. Mm. So if you stank and you put it on... Then it doesn't smell like vodka. Wouldn't rub, rubbing alcohol do the same thing without minus the alcohol scent? Because that's the say. trick we used to do when I worked at a beauty supply store for perfume when people would try on perfume. Yeah. We'd have another little spray bottle with rubbing alcohol. And if you spray rubbing alcohol on top of the perfume, it like neutralizes the scent of the perfume you just put on. All right. But I don't know if this is true. It's what just else? like what we did. Like rubbing alcohol is just 100% alcohol. But not even 100%. Yeah, it's, what is it? It like smells somewhere between different. 40 and not, and 80 or 40 yeah, and so 90. Yeah, so what else is in there? Water. <laughs> Why are you yelling? Well, because I don't know. <laughs> it's like What diluted. if you were like rubbing? <laughs> <laughs> it's diluted. Okay, okay. It's okay. diluted. Well, maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. write the article. Mm-hmm. Also really good for cleaning out bongs, just saying. What? Rubbing alcohol and salt on natural. That's what people use to clean out a bong? That's what I used to clean out mine. All right. I Put a pin in that. Okay. And let me just tell you about how I am super excited about digitizing my memories. This is adorable. Right? Yeah. I can't wait to get all mine back. Right. I mean, Sarah's mom is basically going to digitize Sarah's entire childhood yep. and wept mm-hmm. tears of joy when she Cried. found out about Legacy Box. Cried when I told her. I said, Mom, all of our baby stuff, all of your baby videos that you have are going to be digitalized. And she started crying. I mean, that tears is of joy. really sweet. And your mom probably will too, people out there. Okay. I mean, 
it's very emotional. All the memories. Yeah. And here's what's cool. If you, all you guys that grew up in the eighties, all those VHS or the nineties, would they have those smaller VHS? Yeah. It was like you know, a tape miniature. inside a tape. Yeah. You had to like dot it. Was like meta. Put it yeah. <laughs> you can take all those, the film reels, all the photos collecting dust in your closet, and you can send them to legacy box where real human beings take them and they tr- take your treasures and they turn them into something that you will have forever. You can give to your kids or whatever. And there's just never been a better time to digitally preserve your old home movies, film reels, and photos. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. For a limited time, they're offering our listeners a huge exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash BrainCandy to get 40% off your first order. With an exclusive deal, Legacy Box starts at just $45 or save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit. Go to LegacyBox.com slash BrainCandy and save 40% today. Isn't Mother's Day coming up? Yeah, it's in May. I mean, that would be a really nice gift. Yeah, come on. I think so. You're right about that. Um, Yeah, and I can't wait to get mine back to all the random. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm going to watch your first stand-up. Me too. It's so awesome. I want to see that so bad. Uh, Right. So you were saying about cleaning out your bomb. Oh, yeah. That works for that. No, I have questions. Yeah. Okay. How Mm -hmm. often do bongs get dirty? How often are you using them? Every day. No, I'm not. I'm just saying in (laughs) theory. I don't have a bong. Um... uh... I don't know, like you should clean it like once a week or but is once it like a month after, or once a... Well, that's a big depend- difference. Well, I don't know how much somebody's using it. Let's say after how many uses. Oh, like 20. After 20? No, maybe 40. I don't know. I feel like you don't know a lot about bong cleaning. I don't. You tried to act how. like an authority. I know. You're like, oh, rubbing alcohol so in. I don't remember. No, lemon or whatever do- you said. It's salt. <laughs> Yeah, just pour some salt in it and some rubbing alcohol and shake, shake, shake. What's that thing people talk about that's like bong juice? Bong water? (laughs) I bet they call it bong juice. That's so funny. Bong water. Ugh, it smells so bad. What? The, okay, so when you smoke out of a bong, you put the weed in the little thingy. I don't know what you call it. I don't know what the... The bowl, the, the, vessel. The, the vessel, and what it does is it filters out the bad stuff, like some of the smoke and resin and stuff like that, and it filters it through the water. So what you're getting is a more pure, like just the good stuff. Okay. And so it acts as almost like a filter. The water acts as a filter. So it's kind of like cleaning out a water filter in your refrigerator. You have to replace it every once in a while because it gets full the of... The bong water? Yeah. So the the water is what's left over, <laughs> like in your filter, at, in your refrigerator water thing. Oh, gross. Yeah. And it smells like what? It just smells like... Like... Dirty. Yeah. Dong. Yeah. Like, but not... I mean, it just smells nasty. But not like... It's like a weird smell. It's a very specific smell. I mean, I hope you all... I mean, you're... So deep in this culture that, like, I don't even know if you realize it anymore, but pot stinks so bad. It smells great. We don't. Nobody (laughs) else does that doesn't do it. Someone's going to write and say, I love it. I don't smell. Oh, it's kind of like, I hate cigars, but I love the smell of them. Yeah, I do too. I like, I even like the smell of cigarettes. (gasps) Oh, no. Right. I I know that's unusual, but pot. 
It, there is a reason why it's called skunk, and nobody thinks skunk smells good. Well, now I kind of do because it smells like pot. <gasps> when you smell a skunk, you're like, mmm. I was like, is that? No, it's just skunk. We had a skunk in our backyard the other this day. This is the craziest it thing. It smelled so bad. I was scared my dogs were going to get sprayed by it. That is terrible. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to get the smell out. It does smell really bad if it's close. Yes, it does. But like Same pot with doesn't pot. smell that Yes, bad. it does. It's so gross and all you people are sick. Everybody write to Susie and tell her that it's But as amazing. soon as they make it not smell, then I'm on board. I we like have, everything made, else about the idea. The other, like the extracts and stuff that you can get at the little pens, like the oils that don't smell. Some of them and smell good. And they're the same but... effect and stuff? Yeah, totally. All right, that I'll try. Yeah. Bring that over. Okay. You're not using them. No, I'm definitely not. The part, okay, wait, there's other ones I wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you want to hear about a kidney divorce? All right. This is an interesting story. So this happened way back in, I want to say 2007 or something like that, but I just heard about the story. So there was a Would doc- you say that this story is like a news story or inspiring story or- I would say it's Scary a- story. <laughs> it's- None. None. Okay, almost. carry on. It's just bizarre. As you were. Sorry. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a special <laughs> sound for weird? <laughs> Um, so this is a story about a guy named Dr. Richard Batista. He was a Cornell vascular graduate from Cornell. He was a vascular surgeon and he, uh, him and his wife were getting a divorce. Well, a few years before they decided to get the divorce, she was in need of a kidney transplant. And so being the good husband that he was at the time, he gave her his kidney. Yeah. Then when they wanted to get a divorce... He said, either you give me the kidney back or you pay me for the kidney. All right. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that's gross. Gross, right? I assume that the judge said, no, you gave an unconditional gift. Yes, of course the judge did. I just think it's crazy that a doctor thought this would be okay. Well, money, money, money. And it became famously known as the kidney divorce. Because he, I did read that wanted his <laughs> kidney back. Where you're like, did you hear about this? And I'm like, yeah. nope. And I'm like, oh wait, oh, I wait, did. Yes, you did. Yeah. And he he wanted. You know how much he wanted for the kidney? Guess guess how much he wanted for his kidney? I would say ten grand. Oh, you are not even close. What? One point five million. This guy is a total dick. Right? Wanted one point five million. That was his monetary r- rate you for his what? kidney. Good. And the judge was like, no. I'm really happy for her that she's going to move on with her life. With his kidney. Yeah. Sucker. Sucker. What a loser. Yeah. It's weird that they were in a match because they're not yeah. related. Right. You know? Because like my dad like needs a kidney. Donor. I didn't even check. <laughs> I was like, you oh. did not take care of yourself. That is why you need a kidney. Uh-huh. And you expect me to risk my life. He's not even like a productive member of society. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Mm. My sister feels super bad. So she like going to give up kidney or what? She thought about it for a while and I'm like, shut your mouth. Well, like what's he going to do afterwards? Is he going to, you know, keep his kidney healthy? He still smokes. Yeah. So Come that's on. the thing is like you can't, well, and also if you get it, you can't do, you can't be smoking. It makes it so that your body will reject it. Right. And it won't heal properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've heard. Right. He's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't um, even feel a little bit bad. Okay. It's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, <laughs> so whenever I read that cleaning thing and it mentioned the Streisand... Uh, oh, yeah. I want to hear more of these. So then... It said, but it is not the Streisand effect. Have you heard of that? No. The Streisand effect is named after her. It's a thing where when you're trying to hide something, but you then in so doing accidentally draw more attention to it. Like let's say you have a zit. (gasps) Is it like with her nose? Well, that's what I thought because she's so ridiculous about how, what angle she can be photographed from and stuff. Yeah. But it was actually about she was mad that people were taking pictures of her Malibu house. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And so she sued, but then in so doing it became public record and the photo became uh, available to everyone. And so then everyone just spread it. And so everyone knew what her house looked like and where she lived. And so it was like, they then called it the Streisand effect. My mom worked in the film industry for a long time and as a wardrobe stylist and I was her assistant when I was like 17 to 20. Yeah. And we filmed at the house next door to Barbara Streisand's house. <laughs> so I know that exact house in Malibu. Wow. Whose house was it next to her? Uh, it was just a house that they rented out. And like, I was somebody's. Just a rich person. Yeah, some rich person's house. And they would, you know, because you can, it, they pay a lot of money to shoot films and shoot commercials in your house. Right. Yeah. That is such a weird and I thing. I think LL Cool J was somewhere. On the block, too. Yeah, no, well, no, that's Phil Rosenthal's next door neighbor. Is oh, LL uh, Cool J? Remember, I saw him there. Yeah, well, it may, it might have been. Maybe he moved because <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. I'm like 99 percent sure that LL Cool J was at the time also mm. an owner of a house on one of the, this was you know 15 years ago though. I was just reading in a book about the house that they film The Bachelor in, and they do it there every season. And so it's like several months out of each year and it's the same family. And every time they have to have the company pays to have everything Mm -hmm. removed, every single thing in the house removed. And then when they're done filming, everything is brought back in and put where it belongs. Oh my God. How strange that must be. And during that time, they just live in a hotel mm-hmm. and are, paid it's paid money. Yeah. Paid for and they're fine with it. Yeah. But like, what a strange thing to yeah. be your normal. A lot of houses in Pasadena and like old Pasadena, um, it's, uh, they look all, they all look like the house from father, the bride, you know? Right. And, um, traditional. Style. Yeah. 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 And what is that other neighborhood? Uh, La Cunada. They A lot of those houses in that area of California, it's like right outside Los Angeles, and they all look like those old vintage Los Angeles homes. And man, oh, man. Can make a lot of money. Oh, a hmm. ton of money. Then in thinking about Barbara. Yeah, Babs. Coincidentally, today she was trending on Twitter because what? she cloned her dog. What? What? Stop. Yeah. 
She, she cloned her dog Samantha. I'm su- <laughs> I'm surprised more people don't do this. I'm sure it's pricey, and why would you do it? Well, I said the same thing about cryogenically freezing yourself, but if you were able to... Now, I have so many questions. First of all, <laughs> when you clone something, how old is the thing? Well, so, like, say your dog is 12 years old, and you clone the dog. Is the dog then... How old? <laughs> like, it's not like you're making a Sarah. duplicate. It has to start as a baby dog and then grow up, right? So that's what I'm saying. It, it keeps the, the same thing going. So what's the point in cryogenically freezing something if you can just keep cloning it and it starts off as a baby again? Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you see where I'm going with it? Like yeah, that? but we're not cloning humans yet. Well, yeah, I know. But, like, people pay to have their, like, cats cryogenically frozen and oh, shit. Oh, do they? Yeah. Remember yeah, they should just do episode. the cloning. Yeah. But uh, maybe they feel like it wouldn't be the same because she she's still waiting to oh, find out to, if the personality oh is... Oh, my God. It's not going to be the same. Well, no, because it's not just about genes. It's about... Right, nature versus nurture people. Yes. <gasps> oh, and my she's God. Like, I can't wait to hear the rest of this. I'm waiting to see if the dog develops Samantha's seriousness and oh for i was Pete's like sake. you're the worst person oh on my earth. god <laughs> right what what if the dog hates her <laughs> right the dog is like you mm-hmm. what else could have we cloned we, uh, I mean, a lot of things like what? recently they cloned a primate wow which is- that's getting close Yep. It's getting real close. That was big news because, as you are pointing out, they could probably... Whoa. ...soon. But the thing is, they won't. Anything else you want to talk about before hmm. we go? Well, I already got in my kidney divorce topic. I know. So that's all you really wanted. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review, and we'll see you next and tell time. tell a friend. Please tell a friend. Too. Well, well, I'm asking, I'm well, asking well, well. them nicely. <laughs> Susie's over here demanding. You know what? I think they're used to that. So then you guys can all laugh at the inside jokes together. All right. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.